Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for the first half hour is Carter Malloy. He is the founder and CEO of Acre Trader, which is a way for the average investor to invest in farmland. Welcome to the show, Carter. Thanks for having me. Just give us a brief background about you and then how you got to create this uh, way for people to invest in farmland. I grew up here in Arkansas. I spent uh, my childhood in a farming family. Uh, Ultimately went to school, did science and uh, physics in school, and then spent about a dozen years doing professional equity investing. Uh, In the background, I bought and sold farmland with my dad and had a really good experience and had a neighbor, I was living in San Francisco at the time, and had had a neighbor ask me, hey, I want to invest with you. And went, well, surely there's stuff, something online to go invest in farmland. It's, you know, it's $3 trillion of stuff, and it's pretty uh, high-performing asset with, with low volatility. Uh, go online, there's nothing there, and that was the, the genesis of, of AcreTrader, just to make this uh, unique and non-correlated asset uh, available to everyone else that's, that's not a farmer. Very good. So let's just kind of start with the overall reason. Why would people want to invest in farmland? Uh, at the current time, we have such turmoil in the world. You've got coronavirus, a lot of people dying. Just kind of put it in the current context a bit. Yeah, so the, the interesting thing about farmland is it's been a non-correlated asset uh, for, for the, all the performance history that we can see. So it just is not influenced uh, meaningfully by the movements in things like the stock market. Um, and, and so as a result of that, uh, plus some great historical returns, it's put up 11 to 12% average returns for almost 30 years uh, with, with lower volatility, so lower swings in the price than most other asset classes. And so it's just a very unique standalone asset that doesn't tend to be uh, influenced dramatically by, by outside factors. Very simply, we have a, a little amount of farmland in the U.S., and it's shrinking every minute by about three acres, and we have more mouths to feed every day. Uh, so you have this really favorable long-term supply and demand setup. Although commodity prices are pretty low. I mean, when you have the economy contracting like this, it means... I mean, you're seeing what happened to oil prices and other commodity prices have been falling. Wouldn't that affect the returns you'd get on farmland? It, it could. Um, so we've seen low commodity prices, uh, things like soybeans and corn, for five or six years. So this is nothing new. Uh, it's been sort of bad out there for, for farmers for a long time. Uh, for us as the, the landowners, it's, it's, um, it's, that's their business. Our business is owning and renting the land. And so we have a, uh, you know, fairly stable rent prices and have for some time here in the U.S. So, so to be clear, in owning farmland, you make money two ways. One, through the appreciation of the asset over time and two, from the rent that the farmer is paying you. Uh, so we, we are not actually out driving tractors and uh, selling corn. So let's talk about the first part, the price of farmland. So if commodity prices are going to stay low, why would farmland appreciate from where we are today into the future? Yeah, I think over the long term, you see commodity price inflation, and, and we are long-term investors. And so, uh, I mean, we've, we've had depressed commodity prices, again, for four, five, six years here now, and, and farmland has continued to appreciate, uh, again, because of that limited supply of it that we have, limited and shrinking supply that we have here in the U.S. And so, uh, as a result of that, you continue to see um, slow and steady March depreciation. And again, it's, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. You don't, you don't uh, tend to make a ton of money or lose a ton of money. It's, a, it's served as a really great, uh, at a baseline, as a really great wealth preservation asset. Uh, but, but in reality, it's actually put up some pretty, pretty great returns. And then on the rent side, what has been the trend in uh, rents? Have rents been rising? And is that a, considered a stable source? Again, if the farmers are having trouble because of low commodity prices, some of them may default, I suppose. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Our default rates and vacancy rates. There's there's not a lot of great data in the industry, but they tend to be really really low uh, because there's there's farmers want to grow their business. Um, it's a it's an economies of scale business, just like anything else. You you already own a tractor and have the labor, and so having a neighboring parcel of land to rent uh, to grow your business can can help uh, you know with your margin profile over time. And so because of that uh, continued demand from from the farm operations that are growing out there, we've seen. Uh, stable rents here over the last four or five years, and in some places some decreases, in other places some some great increases. So, from an investor's point of view, let's talk about Acre Trader. Uh, you're investing in an individual property, or you're doing a, a pool of many properties. It is individual properties. So, so very simply, uh, we establish an LLC. We call it Acre Trader One Twenty Five LLC. That LLC owns the property and owns the title, and the investors own that LLC. So you come on the website. Uh, it's just securitization, just like you see in an IPO or, or anything like that. Uh, and it's very simple to come on the website. In just a matter of minutes, you can uh, you know, buy a, a piece of that LLC for as little as $10,000, depending on where, what, where the farm is and what type of farm. And then you're sharing that with other investors on that LLC? That's correct. There, what would be a typical uh, value of a piece of farm, farmland and... How many investors would be in it? it? It varies greatly in the in the Mississippi Delta where we are here. It's three or four or five thousand dollars an acre. Uh, in the Midwest where we work a lot as well, uh, that can be five to ten thousand dollars an acre or even greater. Uh, and on the West Coast, you know, if you're dealing with uh, let's say almonds or uh, trees or, or citrus and fruit, uh, the you know price break can get up in the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars an acre. We don't do wine grapes, but you know some land in Napa will trade as much as half a million dollars an acre. Wow. Okay. Um, so what is the liquidity? If people, people wanted to sell their holdings on this LLC, what kind of, is there a secondary market or how, what kind of liquidity would be available? What we're seeking is, is long-term investing and long-term investors. Uh, the whole idea of compounding capital is, is not to uh, trade in and out. So we, we are not for day traders. Uh, typical duration of our LLCs are three to five or five to 10 years. Uh, regarding liquidity, there is a minimum one-year regulatory lockup on those sh- shares. So if you purchase shares in a farm, uh, you do have to own them for a minimum of one year. After which, you're you're free to sell them. So you can go sell to friends or family, or sell them through a, another online exchange. And then, and we'll help facilitate that uh, on, on our end. And then we're also working on our our own marketplace, so you can actually do that, do all that inside of the AcreTrader website. And can you do this inside an IRA as well? A self-directed IRA, you can. A solo 401k and, and SD IRAs, uh, we work with both. And we have quite a few investors that use self-directed IRAs on our site. So can you reinvest the rent that you're getting back into other properties? You can. Uh, there, there's no forced mechanism. So there's not a switch to turn it on and it automatically goes back in. But but you absolutely can. We we pay out the cash distributions each year. Uh, you have an AcreTrader wallet on the site where you can uh, link your bank account and drag and drop funds either way. And so we'll put that rent, uh, your, your cash distributions, into your wallet uh, when uh, when those are paid out. You're getting paid monthly, not annually, though. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, this is a fascinating component of farmland. Uh, we usually get rent checks once or twice a year. Uh, more often than not, that cash rent comes in March, uh, so before the farmer even plants. So when we were talking about default rates, we're not out chasing uh, – It's unlike commercial real estate, we're not out chasing monthly rent checks. Uh, there, there's low turnover. And uh, you know, very low vacancy within the industry, and so uh, it's typically one or one or two checks a year. So, what happens if the crop fails, or there's a flood, or or tornado, or some kind of a disaster, and they don't get a, a crop? 
the farmer has insurance for that usually. Uh, the, the government actually helps to subsidize that insurance for the farmers uh, so that if there is a natural disaster, uh, they, they've got that insurance to call on. And, and in addition to that, uh, often there will be government payments in that area uh, to, help, to help those farmers that may have had a bad year. So even in a bad year, you're not having defaults because the insurance company is making up the difference. Is that right? That's the idea. Are there other players in this field that people want to get into buying farmland in addition to AcreTrader? There are a few other players out there. Uh, we're, we're excited to see the, the growth of the industry and uh, you know, more people out educating the general public about farmland, the, the better in our opinion. Uh, we're, we're just excited to help bring this asset class out to the, the public. And, and how do you actually pick a property? You don't, um, you don't take everything that's coming at you. How do you pick what you do take and what you don't take? I'd say this is our largest um, uh, differentiating factor is, is we have an incredible amount of uh, un- uncommon expertise on our farm. Uh, I'm sorry, on our team. Uh, so hundreds of millions of dollars of farmland management expertise on our team and uh, billions of dollars in transaction experience on our team. Uh, we, we have an incredibly rigorous diligence process. So every week we're, we're looking at or speaking to 100, 200 farmers and farm owners. Uh, and, and looking at that many farms, and then we have a, a formalized three-stage diligence process we take those farms through. Uh, I would say far, far less than 1% of the farms we look at actually make it through that process and onto the website. Wow. So what is the difference between one that makes it and one that doesn't? A lot, but if I, if I uh, boil it down to some, some easy bullet points, uh, soil, Water and valuation are the three things we're focused on. You've got to have great soil so we can be crop agnostic. You can change what you're growing on that farm if if the farmer needs to. Uh, You've got to have long-term access to water and and ability to also get water off the farm if you have too much uh, and and a good financial profile. And that's the three bullet points. There's about 100 behind that. uh, But that's really what what we're looking for at the end of the day. Why do farmers want to sell to you if they've got a successful farm? There's all kinds of reasons people sell. Again, it's a, a $3 trillion asset class, so 50 to $100 billion of farmland trades hands every year. There's tons of reasons you'd sell your home, uh, and the same thing is true in farmland. What's important is that we're not always buying from farmers. We're often buying from other absentee owners. So about 40% of U.S. farmland is absentee owned, uh, meaning that we're not reinventing the wheel or have, have a new program with rent. Uh, this is highly common, and most farmers are, are already engaged in rental relationships with, with a landlord. And again, it's very traditional uh, landlord-tenant relationship where uh, they pay a rent check. Uh, unlike commercial real estate, though, we're not out fixing toilets in the middle of the night or, or chasing monthly rents or uh, you know issues like that that you may see pop up there. But you do want to see that they've had a successful track record of managing the farm and having crops and being financially responsible and so on, right? We do, and 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 in working, you know, I mentioned 100 points, uh, give or take, that we look at in the diligence. Uh, a lot of those are around the tenant, and uh, in, in working with the tenant, making sure we have a good farm partner, and and um, that we can grow with them, and also making sure we have a good tenant pool in the area, so that if our tenant retires or or decides not to farm that land, uh, we're able to to find a a backup tenant very quickly. And, and that sometimes and, happen that like uh, somebody dies and uh, the, the child doesn't want to take over. You have to you have to then because you own the land at that point. You have to go find somebody else to farm the land. Is that right? That's right. We're we're managing the land, and so you know, for the investors, uh, our, the the idea is they don't have to think about these things. It's a truly passive investment. Uh, we, we take care of all of the back end from management, administration, paperwork, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, you know, the, the investor doesn't have to deal with. You know, we're out there on the front lines dealing with that every day. What is the taxability? Uh, the uh, mo- monthly distributions would be taxable, and the uh, 
when they sell the land, eventually that would be a capital gain? You got it. Just, just like owning a, a stock. So you give people a 1099 at the end of each year on the rental income? Because it's, a, it's treated as a partnership, so we actually issue a K-1 to the investors. Uh, though, again, with farmland, it's so simple. You're, you have revenue, which is rent, uh, for, for the landlord anyway. Uh, rent revenue minus insurance and taxes and a management fee, give or take, uh, equals your net profit. So uh, we're able to, the P&L is very easy to put together, and we get out K-1s very quickly. Uh, this year, for example, we had all of our K-1s out to investors in February. That's very early. Most people are much, much later than that. <laughs> what, what kind of fees are you charging on both sides, on the farmer side and on the investor side? We make money a couple ways. It's very simple. Uh, we have a management fee, so we charge uh, 0.75% to 1% annually uh, to manage the asset for the investors. And then uh, we have a real estate company. And so it's, it's rather unique in that we're, we're not taking commissions or uh, uh, you know, security sale commissions, things like that. Uh, we are simply partaking in the real estate transaction fee that would be there anyway. And so uh, the, the, the brokerage fee, if you will, on the buying and the selling of the farmland. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest for this half hour is Carter Malloy. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Acre Trader, which, as you can see, is a way for the average investor to put money into farmland and get income from it, potential capital gains. You can find out more about him at his website, acretrader.com. We'll be back after this. I'd like to tell you about a new app I've recently signed up for called Masterclass. It offers 75 exclusive classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual cinema-quality video lessons and downloadable materials, which you can explore at your own pace. You can access your master classes on your Android or Apple phone, computer or Apple TV, or Amazon Fire TV. Some lessons show you how to execute a technique, such as cooking or shooting a basketball. Others give you a master's insight on their craft, which can be translated across many disciplines. For example, learn from Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, who teaches business strategy, or Annie Leibovitz, who teaches photography. I tried several classes myself, and my favorites were Bob Woodward on investigative reporting and Chris Voss, an FBI hostage negotiator, on the art of negotiation. These people teach from their real experience, which is what makes it so helpful and credible. Most lessons just last 10 to 15 minutes. In addition to video lessons, Masterclass provides you with downloadable lesson recaps and supplemental materials. For example, cooking classes come with guides and recipes that look like a high-level cookbook. Users give Masterclass an average rating of 4.7 out of 5, but just in case you're not satisfied, you can get a full refund within 30 days of signing up for an annual all-access pass. I highly recommend that you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass. As a Money Answer Show listener, you get 15% off the annual all-access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash money. That's masterclass.com slash money for 15% off masterclass. Expand your world and knowledge with masterclass. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this this half hour is Carter Malloy. He's the founder and CEO of Acre Trader, which helps you invest in farmland. And you can find out more at acretrader.com. Welcome back to the show, Carter. Thanks. You were saying something about Masterclass by Advertiser. Yeah, it's it cool to hear that. Um, I'm a big fan personally, and there's a negotiation class in there from Chris Voss, who actually had our uh, farmland acquisition team listen to uh, about negotiations uh, to help bring some of those skills into the, the real estate transactions that we're often engaged in. Very good. So let's talk a little bit about the returns that people have earned long-term from farmland. Um, how does it compare to stocks, bonds, gold, and cash, basically, the big other assets? Sure, and, and we've got a bunch of this information on our website, so you can go and, and interactively uh, play with some of this data. But this is what's really fascinating: is uh, you know, look at it versus a bond. It's it's returned uh, almost twice what bonds have for the last twenty or thirty years, uh, and, and that's because you're getting a coupon just like you would with a bond. But you also have an underlying asset, which, which is this hard asset of land, hard, hard and limited asset, and and that that asset has appreciated over time, so uh, it's put up much better returns than bonds. Um, similarly, if you look at it versus gold, same thing. Uh, much, much better returns and giving you a lot of the same inflation protection and sort of bug out, uh, uh, you know, weird market time protection that, that gold provides uh, versus other things like stocks and, and real estate. Uh, it also performs in line or a little better, uh, but with a, a far decreased volatility profile. So you don't have, you know, in a single year in the S&P, you can lose 30 or 40 percent. Uh, we just haven't ever seen that uh, any, anything close to that in the world of farmland. So you still have these big price swings up and down that you have to endure like, like you do with most other asset classes. 
there have been downturns in farm values, though, right? I mean, I remember farm aid and all these farmers were going under left and right. There, are, it does farmland doesn't always go up. That's right. There are downturns. The the most recent in the last twenty or so years we could point to would be Nebraska, uh, where they had a huge, huge run up in in values uh, through twenty fourteen, and then uh, for five years after that, it was in a bear market. And uh, due to a, a number of factors, and uh, part of the reasons why you, you haven't seen any offerings on the acre trader site in, in Nebraska yet. Uh, but what's fascinating there is that in that bear market, the price of land over that five-year period went down something like 17% on average. But the investor end-to-end uh, still made money nominally uh, because you were getting the, the cash distributions every year. So again, it's it's nothing's foolproof, nothing's guaranteed in, in life. Uh, but what we love about farmland is that it's it's just really boring. It isn't sexy. We use it to grow our food. I think if you know that type of portfolio, look look no further than Warren Buffett as an example. He owns insurance companies and banks and distribution and even farmland. And and that's what what we're looking for is reliable, consistent, and long-term passive income. And and with farmland, no matter what, we all have to eat. And and so you you always have this great uh, uh, this great backstop with the asset. So lately, we've been seeing that farmers have lost the market. Uh, you're seeing farmers plow under their entire crops because they can't get them to market. Uh, uh, dairy farmers are spilling all the milk uh, because even though it's perfectly good, uh, they, they, restaurants have closed and colleges and all the places they were selling these food items have closed while there's huge lines at food banks. I and mean, there's this massive kind of disruption in the food supply right now. If that were to continue longer term, would that impact uh, the the value of farmland? It could. Uh, you know, dairy has been um, a, a bad place for for a long time, uh, and, and frankly, farmland and commodity prices. Again, we're like we were discussing earlier, commodity prices have been low for for five years now, so uh, it's a tough time. You know, mark uh, farmers have to work through tough market cycles, and and all of them have have endured you know major ups and downs in their businesses over time. Uh, but it, they're an incredibly tenacious, hardworking group, uh, and and at the end of the day, uh, that that farmland is still productive. It does still have output, uh, and and here in recent times, you know, uh, with the current situation, uh, we do see some government help for for those farmers to help uh, keep them afloat and keep keep business going as usual. So what happened, for example, during the trade war with China? It's been resolved now, but uh, China was not buying our corn and soybeans and wheat and so on because of the trade embargoes both directions. Did that impact the value of uh, farmland and their distributions? It, it did not impact uh, that the, we can see. Uh, there's been no real discernible impact. There, there hasn't been a lot of uh, favorable farmland value growth in the last couple of years. Uh, again, if you're acquiring one in 100 properties, you, you'd expect to, uh, to do above market. But, but looking at the market averages, uh, it, it has not uh, been anything to write home about uh, in terms of the values. The rents have still been there. The, the farmers continue to work. They continue to grow. And, and yeah, the, the trade wars did uh, hold back what, what seems like would have been otherwise an improvement in, in commodity prices because there is a, an obvious very long-term uh, secular tailwind to commodity prices and that we need more of them. Uh, we have to eat more. There's a growing middle class and uh, more and more people around the world are eating meat, which requires lots of farm products. And so uh, so there is a, a very strong long-term case to be made for, for uh, investing in farmland. Have there been other major investors who invested in U.S. farmland? I think in the past that Kuwait and Saudi Arabia and Japan were buying up our farmland and there was all kinds of concern about that. Is that, that still happening? 
we we don't see that much uh, in terms of foreign ownership. We we just don't see a lot of that happening. We we do see a lot of growth in private equity. So there's about thirty billion dollars of private equity money in farmland today. That's still like one percent of the asset class, so tiny on a on a relative basis. Uh, but that thirty billion is up from three billion ten years ago. So there's very rapid growth as as institutional investors have have uh, latched on and recognized the potential for farmland. So a lot of growth on that side. And then you have seen lots of family offices uh, acquiring farmland, uh, you know, everything from the, the Gates Foundation to some uh, large churches and endowments. Uh, because again, I think, I think they come at it as, this is a really great long-term investment. And I think the, the Buffett quote is, I'd rather own all the farmland in the United States than, than all the gold in the entire world. And uh, we, we, we tend to believe in that. So the kind of uh, parcels you're buying tend to be in rising markets? I mean, you say you were avoiding Nebraska because it was having a downturn. Is that right? You're basically buying into appreciating markets? Yeah. I, I want to be careful there. We don't. We try not to play trends uh, and go for the hot market. What, what, you know, again, it boils down to soil, water, and valuation. So uh, we've got to feel good that we're acquiring the farm at a, at a good or great price uh, in, a, in a good or great market. And so we do avoid problematic markets, um, but we're we're fairly agnostic towards geography and, and crop type uh, as long as we can get diversification by continuing to acquire high-quality pieces, which, which do, over time, there's, there are studies that show that the high-quality farmland tends to uh, appreciate at a rate faster than the lower-quality stuff. What is the appropriate kind of investor to invest in Equitrader? What, what are the kind of people you're looking for uh, who would understand and, and appreciate what you're bringing? I think anyone that seeks portfolio diversification and anyone that's interested in risk-adjusted returns, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And again, we're not out here arguing to replace your whole portfolio with farmland. Uh, you know, we're we're not uh, uh, saying this is a get-rich-quick scheme. What what we are saying is this this asset has has put up some really uh, fascinating returns for a very long time, and uh, and and that's what we're after: is that portfolio diversification and that compounding of capital. You say that you don't use leverage. So that means that you're buying all these pieces of farmland with cash only. You don't borrow anything. Is that correct? That is usually the case. And in some instances, like when we're dealing with uh, permanent crops and, and we have trees, uh, we, we may use some debt there. But even in those in that part of the world, the loan to value ranges, uh, t- you know, typically max out at 50 or 60 percent. So it, it is a, a relatively unlevered asset class. And, and that, that uh, 12 percent, 11 or 12 percent average here for the last 30 years compounded, uh, that is without leverage. Would you buy farmland outside the U.S., around the world? There are some really interesting places around the world. Uh, there's, there's such a great opportunity here, though, and we have the best tidal walls in the world. That's, that's the most fascinating thing about it. We've, we've looked quite a bit, uh, Central America, South America, and uh, you, you, Ukraine is opening up laws over the coming three years to allow foreign investors. And so there are some great opportunities out there, uh, but you have to tread very, very carefully when you're dealing with uh, unknown laws and structures in foreign governments. Very good. We have about two minutes left. Why don't you just kind of sum up why somebody should be interested in buying some farmland uh, through Acre Trader? Yeah, I think to boil it down, uh, United States farmland has a, uh, attractive historical returns, almost 11 or 11 or 12 percent on average, roughly, uh, with low volatility and no real correlation to the stock market. For example, on Acre Trader, you can invest in just minutes. Uh, so in under five minutes, you can go on and and uh, start buying farmland. And at the core of our company is a team with with very uncommon expertise, uh, a unique set of uh, about 20 of us or so, and, and growing quickly. Uh, that are that are um, have just you know, incredible histories in agriculture and in investing, uh, bringing this to market. 
Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest for this half hour has been Carter Malloy. He is the founder and CEO of Acre Trader. As you can see, they help people invest in farmland, both for income and for appreciation. You can find out more about what he does at acretrader.com. Thanks so much for being on the show, Carter. Thank you. Thank you, and we'll be back after this with another uh, section of the Money Answer Show. Okay, so we all know that how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time till you run out of stuff to watch on the American version of Netflix. So this week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge watch Star Trek Discovery on Netflix in the UK and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Netflix Australia. It's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to the UK or Australia, refresh, net, refresh Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your, EP, your IP address and lets you know where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can now go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, such as Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows is that it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD with no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or a big screen, wherever you are. Visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash moneyanswers. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want wherever it may be playing in the world, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash moneyanswers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for the second half an hour of the show is Gary Boomershine. He founded realestateinvestor.com and helps people invest in real estate. Welcome to The Money Answer Show, Gary. Oh, it's great to be here, Jordan. Been looking Just forward to this. Tell us your story a little bit and how you got involved in real estate and ultimately creating realestateinvestor.com. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I've been in real estate most of my life. I just turned 51 and um, I, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area and we had a real estate brokerage. So I was a licensed agent when I turned 18, literally three weeks after turning 18. All of us kids uh, were part of the family business and actually paid for college that way. Um, I actually decided that I wanted to, you know, Silicon Valley was really uh, up and coming, the whole boom of the internet. So I have a computer engineering degree from UC Davis and uh, got recruited. I did four uh, very successful startup technology companies, one that went public, one that got bought by IBM. And it was really around 2004 where uh, my wife and I, we had two little kids and I mean, it was great. I was doing the Silicon Valley uh, thing, mostly in consulting and then ultimately in enterprise sales. And But I never, I was never home. I think one year I had 180,000 miles on United Airlines. And even when I'd come home, the, dar- the dogs would bark at me, not recognizing me. So my wife and I decided to make a change and uh, got excited re- reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, one, one of my flights, and said, you know what? I want to I want to go down and go back to what we know and so my wife and I I went full ter- full took our nest egg and started full-time real estate investing in 2004 and I've been doing that ever since um, I started a company because of kind of a combination of real estate investing uh, primarily single-family properties uh, in California and now in four different markets um, I combined a technology kind of my technology background and started realestateinvestor.com. And we are the largest marketer for in the real estate niche for both agents and investors. And so as an as a example, we've done over 47 million pieces of direct mail for our clients. And, uh, and so realestateinvestor.com is both a technology platform for deal flow, for finding properties, sellers and buyers, uh, but also a phone team that actually, so if you're a investor or an agent, um, our team will do all the marketing uh, and the qualifying and appointment setting so that our clients who are agents, it's, you know, are, are, are going on scheduled appointments for people yeah. that want to sell their properties. So it's been pretty cool. Been around a long time. And especially right now with what's going on in the market, we're very close to our group of clients. We have about 1,200 investors and agents all over the country. So let's talk about that a little bit. What is the impact of the coronavirus and basically the shutting down of the economy, 
lots of people losing their jobs. Most people think that's going to mean real estate prices are going to fall quite sharply, even though interest rates are very low. So what is the impact of the coronavirus uh, pandemic on the real estate market as you see it? Well, it's interesting. You know, typically, typically it's kind of like Warren Buffett says, right? It's usually the we've ha had a very hot market. Real estate has been a seven-year cycle for almost 100 years. This has gone on, uh, we're kind of at year number 11. So this is the longest cycle. And it's been what we would call the euphoric cycle of real estate, where everybody's excited about real estate. Um, a lot of us that have been doing this business a long time, we see this as a good thing, assuming the market, uh, you know, that eventually the lockdown changes. But we, we do, a lot of us are predicting a drop in real estate prices to get back to what, what we would call normalcy. We're actually thinking over the next 18 months that we would see a drop probably more impactful in the coastal areas. Um, you know, we have no crystal ball. However, history is a great tell to the future, right? And if we look at the last cycles um, and kind of what we're seeing today, we would anticipate about a 20% drop on average, especially in the coastal areas. Um, we're definitely seeing a lot of uh, landlords right now who have, um, that are starting to panic sell and start to think about, okay, I'm not getting rents. My, my rental income is not what I expected. And so they're starting to loosen up and want, we're, we're seeing definitely a lot of that, that, you know, where three or four months ago, five months ago, a lot of these sellers were not talking and a lot of them were actually starting to talk because they're considering to sell. Um, they're getting definitely impacted. And it, and my business on the realestateinvestor.com side is mostly single family. We're servicing a lot of people that are real full-time, uh, not the passive investors, but more of the active investors uh, and agents around the country. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. A lot of, we do see some people that are, that are just completely shut down right now. There's a lot of concern. A lot of people are glued to their TVs, yeah. right? And the fear that is, you know, for whatever, whatever we want to call it, there's a lot of fear and a lot of panic, but we uh, definitely our clients and a lot of them are, are basically saying, hey, this is a good time to button up the hatches in our own business, plan accordingly for this new market. And, uh, you know, whatever we do today, the pipeline really is built for three to four months down the road. Yeah. So I mean, um, you would say that there's going to be a lot of motivated sellers today, both individuals owning their own homes and landlords not getting the rent, how does that impact the valuation of what investors are willing to pay for things if you have a lot of motivated sellers? Well, we're definitely already starting to see that. We're already seeing that people are dropping, you know, changing their criteria, uh, being a little bit, or definitely adjusting. Um, you know, <clears throat> what we're, uh, the, there's a, a, a kind of a trend in the real estate niche called the iBuyers. The iBuyers are like Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad, we're seeing a lot. There was about $3 trillion available to sellers for buying properties. We've seen that pretty much disappear or on hold right now. So that money was not available. We're also seeing that a lot of the what are called the non-qualified mortgage lenders, there were a lot of lenders, uh, a lot of money available to, to investors, and we're seeing that that dry, dried up. So a, a lot of the, the full-time investors are definitely have, we're seeing that they're having to change their criteria uh, depending upon where they are in the country. And I'll just tell you, like the center of the country, there were a lot more buy and hold investors. We're not really seeing a lot of change there. Uh, we're seeing on the coastal areas where there were a lot more of these rehabbers 
you know, people that would actually buy a property, fix it up and improve it and do the value add and then sell it. We're seeing those, that criteria is definitely starting to drop. So where there were, you know, where, where they would, where they would determine, um, you know, they'd be willing to pay a higher price. They're now backing off quite a bit, thinking that there's going to be longer inventory holds, a uh, little harder to sell, price drops, et cetera. You're seeing all these TV shows, you know, H&G, all that fix and flip. It's going to you know, easy way to make quick money. Is that going to be much less true than it has been in the past? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a great question, Jordan. I Personally, I think that just like, historic changes in the market. I think that we're going to definitely see sort of a reboot where real estate is not as popular, um, but that creates massive opportunity. I mean, a lot of us that have been around for multiple cycles, we know that there's a fairly substantial amount of money to be made at the beginning of the cycle. Um, what, you know, back to what I said earlier, Warren Buffett says, you know, you typically, you want to buy, high, buy, buy low, sell high, and typically when you're buying is when other people are panicking. And so we're anticipating a lot of that. Um, you know, what, I, what I'm looking at in terms of my own business and the dialogue that I'm having with a lot of our clients is that we're going to see a drop for probably the next 18 months in real estate. Uh, we think, you know, again, none of us have a crystal ball. Uh, but, uh, you know, planning for a decrease over the next 18 months and then a fairly substantial appreciation increase, probably more because of inflation uh, than anything else that we've seen, you know, in past historical times, even like looking at 2008, 2009, um, you know, when they start printing a massive amount of money, we have inflation, the, the dollar is valued less, however, real estate goes up substantially. And so I think that with, with what we're seeing right now, starting in about 18 months, we could see a pretty substantial increase again in the value and, and you know, very similar to other cycles. Yeah. Well, tell us about some of the services that you're offering to real estate investors uh, that they may come to you after they've tried to do it on their own. Yeah. So, you know, real estate, it's typically the, the hardest part is actually finding the deal flow of sellers and buyers, primarily sellers who are ready to sell their property. So it's a very classic marketing and sales approach. And a lot of individual agents and investors typically would have to do it on their own. They'd have to figure out, you know, how to market and what are the properties that they're going to target and then do the marketing, which might be direct mail, uh, maybe sending people out to visit the property. Um, I, so a lot, they, historically, people may have hired resources to do that. And they can come to us instead of doing everything on their own. They can actually come to us at a fraction of the cost. And, you know, we can have them turned up in literally hours. And within five to seven days, we can put them in front of qualified, motivated sellers that are ready, willing, and able to sell. And so I've got a team that actually will manage the marketing. Uh, we've got software products that actually uh, handle that kind of deal flow and the automation around it. And then I have an experienced team, a very professional team that will interact with the sellers and uh, find out, you know, how many bedrooms and bathrooms and, um, you know, what is their time frame for selling so that our, the, the our clients can turn around and give them what we would consider an instant offer for the property. Yeah. Um, so what kind of returns do people expect to get once they're in your system? Uh, is it they're doing it for income from the rental income or they're looking for appreciation? What is the 
they're, they're kind of returns people should expect? That, that's a great question. Um, and we've got the gamut, I would just say, across the board. So we have, we have a lot of, I would say, his, over the last couple of years, it's primarily been the, what are the, the, the flippers, the people that are actually buying, fixing, and, and then reselling those properties. Um, I would say probably about, of the investors, I would probably say 60 to 70%, and then 30% are the buy and hold, those that are actually buying rental properties. We're definitely starting to see a shift. We're seeing a shift uh, right now. The people that are coming to us are preparing to do more of a buy and hold. Yeah. Um, and so, and then on the agent side, uh, that's a very, that's part of our business that's really grown over the last two years. The real estate agents have, a lot of them have realized that they have been, they're going to be competing with the iBuyer, uh, the Zillows and the Open Doors. And so they'll come to us and a lot of those agents, we, like we've got the, some, a couple of the top performers for Keller Williams as an example. In fact, uh, he was the number one uh, agent team for Berkshire Hathaway. He's now with yeah. Keller Williams. And so they see us as the, as the advantage, the competitive advantage to be able to compete with the iBuyer networks. Yes. So they'll come to us, and they and and so they're 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 not only listing properties, but they're also giving an instant offer to buy the property f- from the seller. And Very so that's good. that's a pretty sizable uh, market, and we 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 think that that's going to continue as well for us. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest for this half hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of RealEstateInvestor.com. He helps real estate people both buy and sell real estate. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this half hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of realestateinvestor.com. Welcome back to the show, Gary. Great to be here. What kind of training do you give to people who might not have had experience in real estate to get into an area that's kind of new for them? Yeah, the two areas, uh, we've got a full training platform um, specifically around, you know, managing the marketing and the deal flow for, our, for, at the end of the day, a lot of our clients are not super technical. Um, they're real estate professionals, right? They're really good talking to sellers and closing great deals. And so we'll, 
provide the training to get somebody up and running. We have a software platform, uh, very similar to kind of like a salesforce.com, very specific. It's called a CRM, uh, where all the leads come into, and then we do automation uh, and automatic automation. So as leads come in, we're processing to figure out, okay, these need to actually go over to the phone team for an immediate call and have a dialogue with the seller, et cetera. So the, the training is, it's a, it's a couple of hours of training. Um, people can come during the week. We've got live interaction, so people can come and ask questions. More importantly, we've got a, what we have found is that a lot of, a lot of our clients uh, typically will need a little bit more coaching around um, sort of the lead management, because a lot of it is interacting with sellers, and it's a classic marketing and sales funnel. And so we've got coaching pl- uh, training platforms, uh, what we call REI and Vault, or reinvent, I'm sorry, reinvent, um, that actually will coach people. So we'll, it's like we'll have an agent team as an example, and they may have four salespeople, four real estate agents on the team, and then we can actually hold them accountable and make sure that they're kind of tracking um, and achieving their numbers accordingly. So that's that's that that actually came out of a kind of a necessity. A couple of years ago, we had a number of our members that our clients that asked us for additional coaching and and accountability uh, and performance coaching. And so that's become a a, a fairly kind of interesting uh, offer for us. Who who is the right kind of person? to take on real estate investing like this? And who is the wrong kind of person who is not going to do well at this? Yeah. Our, so our, our clients have been really the, those that are more active investors. So there's passive real estate investors. Those are p- people typically more classic, what we would consider a real estate investor, which is somebody that has money, they're buying a property, and then they're holding it for the long haul. Very passive um, our clients are more active. They're more business operators. Somebody that is buying, you know, one to five to 50 houses a month, and they may be fixing them up with a professional team. They may be flipping them. So in our, in our market, in our world, they would call those wholesalers or uh, rehabbers or uh, people that are doing fix and flip. Usually they have a team with them. And so, you know, usually they're looking for, you know, uh, a you know, a consistent flow of deals. And that's really, uh, th- those are really the clients that we've served. Or it, real estate agents that are looking for listings and potential deals that they'll buy. So um, that's, hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. If a seller has already listed their home with a real estate agent, can they go to you and try to sell their home through your network as well? No, you know, not currently. We really service, we're really behind the scenes for the investor. So it's really the, providing the staff and the software capabilities to provide the lead flow. So we, we wouldn't be, you know, where you could go and put an offer and get a, an instant offer from us. There's other companies that would do that. Ours is more of a platform for finding sellers, for finding buyers, for the investor, for the agent. I'm saying, say you've listed your house with an agent for a while and they haven't been making any progress and that really doesn't look like they're going to be selling it. Can you go and offer your house over your, your network and say this agent's not working for me? No, uh, that, that wouldn't be a really good fit for us. So oh. let's say, it would be more, more uh, let's say a real estate investor would say, look, I'm looking to buy three properties a month um, and I'm looking for 
you know, this particular market or this particular set of zip codes. And we could come in very quickly and say, hey, we would anticipate that your cost per deal would be this dollar amount, and then we'll do it for them. And so our team would actually plan out the marketing. Our, our team would plan out the whole execution strategy very quickly and then do it for them. So it's, it's, really, it's really around, um, you know, the, the, the clients, right? At the end of the day, if you're, in, if you're in any business, you need customers. You need people that come through the door. So we're really the ones that are generating that flow for people, either, either, either sellers or buyers. We have a lot of clients that are looking for buyers, right? Especially as we're changing into this new market and they're looking for buyers in a particular market that's looking for, you know, to be able to buy properties either to buy and hold or, you know, buy and flip. And so we'll be, we actually will put together, you know, we go in and say, okay, here's the number of buyers. Here's how we would do the marketing. We'll do all the phone work and interview those particular um, sellers or buyers. And then, you know, the output is a scheduled appointment. Somebody that's, yep. So it's amazing right now that you have incredibly low interest rates and mortgage rates and yet it looks like the housing market's going to be falling. What is the interplay between interest rates and house prices? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't actually see a real direct connection with that. It's really inventory. Like, you know, we were just looking at the inventory for, on the weeks of March 21st and March 28th. And from last year, in those two weeks, there was a 13.1% drop and a 34% drop. So we're, consi- we're seeing that. We're also seeing the, the, you know, the, the, the home sales are declining. There's a lot, less, uh, uh, a lot less listings, so a lot less inventory people are holding off. So I, we're not seeing a direct impact in terms of uh, the low interest rates at all. And by the way, we, it's very similar to what we saw in 2008, 2009. So I'm not really anticipating. It's more of a supply-demand issue, right? There's going to be a lot less properties um, on the market. We're seeing uh, there was $3 trillion in institutional investors through this iBuyer platform or platforms, and we're, we're not seeing that money available to sellers. Yep. So I, that's, I, I don't personally, and, you know, and through all the analysis that we've done, we don't see any direct correlation at all. You know, the other, the other thing we look at is um, loan applications, right? And we're, you know, new loan applications were down 24% from last year, while the refi applications were up 168% from a year ago. So, you know, that's, that's the type of data. We haven't seen any interest rate correlation at all. In about a minute or so we have left, just kind of summarize why somebody should work with you at realestateinvestor.com to improve their real estate transactions. Yeah, it's really down to if you're a if you're a real estate professional and you're looking for more deal flow and more sellers and more buyers and you don't you're not experts at doing that, we're a great platform. We do it faster, you know, cheaper and uh, and and better than anybody else. So somebody could actually, you know, hire a team, uh, try to do it on their own and it could take them 6 months or 12 months or they could come to us as experts who have more expertise in this area than anybody else, and we can have that up and running for them in less than a week. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this half hour has been Gary Boomersheim. He runs the uh, realestateinvestor.com website. 
as a way for you to find out about buying and selling and all kinds of transactions in real estate. Thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Gary. Thanks, Jordan. And everybody. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.